This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it, and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to Anchor. .fm to get started. Peace. Hello and welcome to the Anatomy of Marriage podcast. I am your host, Melanie Studley. Good morning. My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. And today is day nine of AOM 100 Days of Q&A. If you're new here, welcome. We do a podcast about marriage because uh, ours was really bad. Go check all the seasons out. Season one is amazing. Check it out. Yes. And as always, today's show is brought to you by Audible. We love audiobooks. We love them, love them, love them. And we want to give you one for free. So go to audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage to get your free audiobook. You'll thank us later. Trust me. Okay. So, we do four things. We pray, we share a past gratitude, we read a review of the day, and then we dive into y'all's questions, which has been so cool. We are also live on Instagram and Facebook, Facebook, so send your questions there. So, Melanie, let's pray. Oh, okay. Out of order, sis. Okay. Creator God, thank you for your blessings. Thank you for the sunshine today. I pray that this podcast is helpful to us, and it helps us grow, and also helps other individuals and other couples grow as well. Amen. Amen. Uh, good prayer. What are you thankful for? I'm thankful that you let, not let me, but let me. Uh, yesterday let I got to go just to the park with the kids and play tennis and ride bikes and play on the swing sets and I didn't have to do anything else and I'm thankful because I don't want to do anything fun. else. And you worked really well, I was hard. working at home, taking stuff to Goodwill, loading the truck. And I love you for it. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm thankful that you are invested that time with the kids. It's, Why aren't you ever thankful for the checklist I made for the kids? I just want you to be thankful I, That was for like it. five days ago. Anyway, thank you for that. Okay, review the dar. This review is five stars. It says, great help for us with a little heart. My husband found your podcast and we have been listening now for a few weeks. We love your shows, all the different subjects, and find that we can identify with so much of what you guys share. And we are growing much closer and learning more about each other. Love your podcast and keep up the great work and inspiration. Sincerely, Kelly and Todd. Thank you. Kelly and Todd. Thanks. That is an awesome, in, uh, Thanks, whatever Kelly the word is, review. And, <laughs> uh, I love calling people who are Todd, Toad. It's so funny to me. Um, if you haven't rated and reviewed the podcast, please do that. It's really helpful. And we will read your review on the show. What are you reading? You're spacing out. 
You're continually spacing uh, out. Okay, go. What were you reading? I'm reading comments. Oh. Um, so today's question that we got is, uh, it says, I'm wondering if it's totally normal for a husband to notice women in an attractive way and I have to force himself to not go there. After this whole conversation about really getting our marriage together, he tells me that it's hard working at his job because he sees so many women and some of them are attractive. Uh, I know it's normal for men to think that women are attractive, but he's married. Should I brush it off and not take offense? Would you be worried? Is it just a normal thing men continue to struggle with even after marriage? I'm torn between he should only have eyes for me and it's totally normal. What are your opinions? Mm. Thank you for the question. Yeah, that's a good question. What is your perspective on that? I will tell you my perspective when we were first married. Mm, I don't want to know that. (laughs) My perspective is I'll cut you. Yeah. You look at someone, I cut you and I cut her. Everyone's going down. Everybody's getting cut. Everyone's, I'm cutting everybody. Yeah, Uh, it was rough. So I'm interested in, yeah, so that was the early days of the marriage. And so why did you think that way? I think because of things like Disney movies and church, they make you think as a woman, they make you believe that somehow, because there's so much like, oh, your husband will cherish you and he Mm. just adores you. And so you think, yeah, bring that on, the cherishing, the adoration. I'm right here. Just look at me all day. And you really think that's what's going to happen because the church is telling you that, the counselors are telling you that, Disney movies are telling you that. There's no like Disney movie where the dude is like, oh, Cinderella, you're super beautiful. And then he's checking out her sister. You know, that doesn't happen in those movies. And in the church... It's such a like a false, uh, it's like a display, like a show, a pretense of right. what marriage is going to be like it's and al- how a husband's going to honor his wife. It's almost like, yeah, there's alcohol up there, but you can't drink it. Don't drink it. It's not, it's like f- forbidden kind of thing. And then that makes it, oh, the worst thing ever if it does happen. Yes. Right? Y- yeah. I'm, I don't know how alcohol fit into that, but sure. Well, I'm just thinking of like <laughs> churches that don't drink and, you know, using Grape juice instead of wine because it's whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I think all it does is that part of it sets up the man for failure because it's like they're not ever going to acknowledge that, oh, you will see people that are attractive and you don't need to like go uh, pursue them. Mm -hmm. You'll just see them. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's the thing. When I look back, the way that I felt about it and why I wanted to cut everybody Mm. is I was like, this is wrong. This isn't what was supposed to happen. I'm a Christian. Seth's a Christian. He grew up in church. This isn't right. Mm -hmm. And I was so hurt when you would even see or I would see someone that I knew you would think was attractive. And I would be like, oh, they're in Within 300 feet of my husband, everyone's going to go down here. That would They're make, dying. That would create so much anxiety. Too. I know it would, and yeah. And that anxiety would present, and I didn't even do anything. Oh, yeah. You could see me being anxious, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, yeah, he's anxious because yeah. he did. Yeah, and it was like when Seth was doing the right thing, when Seth was overting his eyes or whatever, not trying to lust after someone, which is even weird to think of saying it that way. But when that, when you were doing the right thing, ooh, I was all over that and I was mad. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, oh, she, you had to avert your eyes from her? Great. Now I know what, who your, your, your type is. Like, I was super mean yeah, about you, it. you would. Like, I hated it. say all that. Yeah, I was freaking out about it. But right. now, uh, what I, and the funny thing is that, um, it was going to the Northwest Institute on Intimacy Retreat mm-hmm. in Denver, the Passion for Life Couples Passion for Life Couples Retreat, mm-hmm. um, that really helped me understand all that stuff differently. It helped me understand just sexuality in general. So that was fairly recent. So are you saying that you had 
I wasn't, I think I figured out some things along the way, but I'm saying that that was sort of the biggest eye-opening moment for me. Right. Was fairly recent, not, I mean, it was a couple years ago, Mm -hmm. but, um, but realizing like, oh, sexuality is its own thing. It's like, we are all sexual beings, which I remember hearing that in the past and being like, gross. Mm -hmm. No, we're not. Perv. Like, I remember being right. really irritated by that co- that concept of we're all sexual How beings. How in the world did your sexual narrative get created? Because, I mean, Northwest people are fairly liberal here, you know? You used to go to Capitol Hill all the time, which is a, you know... A, crazy town. Well, it's not crazy. It's just, it's, it's open, it's whatever, you know? So how did you... I just don't understand how that narrative... How you ended up with that narrative, like, oh yeah, perv, ugh, gross. Because it went from one extreme to the other. Yeah. I went from Capitol Hill to being a Christian. Right. There's a big difference there. Yeah. Not that you can't be a Christian in Capitol Hill, obviously. But <laughs> but um but with the thing that helped go, going to the retreat, what helped me what the thing that helped me from going to the retreat was understanding that like even from my own perspective. So I I typed this to the person who wrote that. It's like I can see Thor. I can see Thor Ragnarok yeah. and see Chris Hemsworth and mm-hmm. be like it's a fine man right there. Right. But that doesn't make me hate Seth. Right. It doesn't make me not want to be in love with Seth. It doesn't make me not want to kiss Seth. Um, and it was kind of that kind of that that idea that helped me the most to realize right. like, oh, everyone is sexual. I'm going to see someone that I think is attractive and think they're attractive. Right. It has nothing to do with Seth. Does not impact how I love you, think about unless mm-hmm. I let it. Unless, unless I think about it, it all the time. Right. And that's the fear, I think, for a lot of Christian Men especially, but also the other side of that for women where men are taught like, don't you dare lust. You're cheating with your heart, you know? And it's like, right. no, you just see someone that's attractive. Look away. That's all. Well, like, you don't need to... You don't even have to look away. It's not like, oh, crap. But, well, it's I mean, just like be that. normal. It's, how about that? Be, yeah, don't... Be respectfully normal. How about this? Don't be a weirdo and like abuse that. It's like, oh, there's beer. You see a beer. I got to have six of them. Yeah. Can't. Yep. Only can have six. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we have self-control. We have it. All of us have self-control. Right. Um, and I think that that's the so thing. So how that- can you exercise that? And then how can, I think that this problem, this issue can be exacerbated by how the woman is reacting to, and just say it was flipped, right? If I was like, jealous, Chris, what? What the H, you know? if <laughs> <laughs> What the Hemsworth. <laughs> yeah, what the Hemsworth. Then that I would be making it worse, and my understanding of sexuality and other attractive people would be very limited. When you were just being like, there are other attractive people in the world. I'm yeah. not like fangirling Chris Hemsworth with posters or you know other goofiness. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a normal mm-hmm. thing. But my reaction to it can make it a hundred times worse. Yes, and back for in the sure. days, your reaction to it was making it a trillion mm-hmm. times worse. It was. It was terrible, yeah. right? I'm not bashing you. I'm not. I'm no. Just, but I think that this is such a, a thing, especially with young married, mm-hmm. you know, Christian or non-Christian couples, mm-hmm. when people don't have certain levels of self-confidence or self-esteem or whatever, mm-hmm. then all that other stuff is just going to blow up and you're going to blame it all on your, your partner and mm-hmm. they can't handle it. They, they're not going to be able to carry that. Mm-hmm. They can't make it better. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think there's just a lot to be said for that, like your reaction to it, like you said. So we all have self-control. That's something that we have innately. Mm -hmm. We have to practice self-control the same way that you would practice tying your shoes or riding a bike. 
<clears throat> excuse me, or learning a new skill, you have to practice self-control. Self-control is not, oh my gosh, someone hot is over there. I totally want to sleep with them, but I can't think about that. Like that's what, I think that's what women think men are doing. Mm -hmm. And probably you're like, oh, there's someone attractive. Well, I'm married and probably shouldn't just stare at them. That's probably <laughs> what you're thinking. Have you seen that meme? It's like a guy and a girl, like a dude is just kind of sitting there and the girl is like, they're on the bed, I think, and she's like looking into you know the in into yeah. the distance, and she's like, "I wonder what he's thinking. He probably doesn't even love me, and is yeah. thinking about uh, Julie." Yeah. And then his bubble is like, "What did I eat for dinner?" I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah. You know, just something <laughs> yeah. goofy or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think oftentimes that is the case, but we're running full speed with all these negative mm -hmm. uh, self-talk or or just making assumptions, and yeah. we're just running down the road as fast as we mm -hmm. can. And yeah. you're the only one going there, but then we blame our partner. Yeah. The other thing that helped me too, honestly, this is a almost kind of a funny way to look at it, but like I have, we have some really beautiful friends, right? Like mm -hmm. uh, Katie, for example, is gorgeous. Eli. Uh, have you seen Eli before? <laughs> Her husband. They're just a model. <laughs> They're both models. <laughs> um, but that was actually one of the things that actually really, really helped me was the more friends that I had that were really beautiful. I was like, they're just people. They're not like venomous demons out to get my husband like and that's really what i was like every beautiful person is trying to seduce my husband uh which is by just, saying hello no not even by saying anything by existing by living by living how dare they live Ooh. uh and so i had to kind of change the way that i thought about things and i was super insecure when we were first christian well when i was when we were first married and when i first became a christian which was really close together because i thought being a christian meant everything was going to be different you wouldn't lust after other people or even think about them mm -hmm. lust aside but um, i don't know i don't know if that helped i don't know if that was if it made any sense but it's something that i think is super important to really evaluate because just because you notice someone attractive, i.e. Chris Hemsworth, does not mean you're like thinking about him all the time, that when you kiss your husband, you're like, oh, Chris Hemsworth, right? <laughs> that doesn't mean that's what's going on. And My also, arms need to get bigger first. it also doesn't mean that that's what your husband thinks about any attractive person he sees. So flip the script in your mind and have help your partners flip the script in his mind to it doesn't mean, oh, attractive people, I don't know what I'm going to do. Right. It just... Be like, oh, tra attractive people exist. Mm -hmm. I'm fine. Mm -hmm. Do that. I think it's a larger issue as from a therapeutic standpoint. I, I would go, okay, this is a behavior. Let's go down a little bit farther. Let's go down even farther than mm -hmm. that and then talk about this stuff. And then this stuff up here will... You're saying there's a deeper, yeah, like to, issue. to some yeah. degree, yeah. and I think a lot you know, of it is around. Is, I'm sorry, around self confidence or mm -hmm. what's your self worth or who are you as a as a woman, mm -hmm. who are you as a man, kind of thing. I would think too that there's also a, a good deal of sexual suppression that has a part to play. Mm -hmm. Like we are sexually made. There's no two ways about it. Like flowers are too. They they propagate and make more flowers. It's mm -hmm. not a bad thing. But when you like suppress or repress that just sexuality in general, mm -hmm. it tends to uh, manifest in, in ways where you're like, oh my gosh, what do I do with these feelings? Mm -hmm. You just acknowledge them and you're, and then you, you're fine. You don't like die and explode. You don't die. have to. Let's read some comments though. Let's <sighs> see. Uh, that's why, f what the? Ferris cycle. I don't know, Kenan, what are you saying? That's why, maybe Pharisees, that's why Pharisees' laws are seen as helpful instead of learning how to deal with it in the midst of the mess. Kenan, Brad I don't says, know don't. what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't meditate on them. That's a good one, Brad. Kenan's yours uh, is not good. I'm just kidding. It's been a struggle for me. You not, 
not on viewing other people, but feeling like I don't measure up to other attractive people. It's silly. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So we've talked about the Ed Milet podcast before, and that's one of my favorite shows. Ed Milet. Ed Milet. He talks about if you can't see it in your mind, then at some level you don't think that you deserve it. And if you feel that you don't deserve something, you will always sabotage yourself from from getting there. And this goes with diet, exercise, how much money you want to make, what kind of partner you want to attract. And here's another thing that I read yesterday somewhere. It's if I'm a half person, then I always will attract other half people Ooh. to try to make a whole Busted. boom. And I'm not saying that about you, but I I am saying... It, my insecurities, I'm going to attract universally mm-hmm. someone else with equal or maybe opposite insecurities in in order to try to feel whole. So yeah. you absolutely have to be complete and whole. Well, and what's weird too is that yeah. I didn't want to feel whole when I was telling you that you were looking at other women. I wanted to fight. Mm. I wanted to, that's what I wanted. I didn't know what whole felt like. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what secure felt like. Mm-hmm. All I knew was, you complain and you fight and you get mad. That's what you do. And In so I was just like, per- whole. yeah, yeah I was just empty. like, it was very empty and I was just perpetuating it. Let's see. Yeah. Mm. Insecurity and who you are physically has a lot to do with it, which motivates me to change. That's right. Mm. Yes. You will change when you are too uncomfortable with how, things are i'm so white that the words are blending in with my skin tone personal security relational security and communication communication are so vital honoring your commitment to each other and not acting on it our marriage is recovering from adultery on my husband's side Mm, that's big so that has been a huge thing that we have to really dig into dealing with the root of the issue because mm -hmm. it's almost always tied into something else yes that's right that's what i was saying yeah it's like that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and that takes work. Yes, it does. It takes a lot of work. I struggle with this personally. I have my own insecurities from past experiences, and it's like no matter how much my husband reassures me, I can never accept it. It's something I'm working on daily. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that goes again what I was saying. It's like I used to give Melanie all the reassurance, all the reassurance, and like <clears throat> my eyes are just like right here. They're not over here. They're not over here, but nothing would work for her. So I could not mm-hmm. fix that problem Mm-mm. but it drove me insane for years and years and years trying to fix it i wasn't happy and you weren't happy mm-hmm. right and and so i've i've looked to you for certain things for me that you can't fix mm-hmm. you know yeah. i would like you know be critical or complaining or whatever it's like what am i why am i looking over here towards you when it's right here yeah the whole time yeah. right so you have it inside of you who said that comment well i'm not gonna read it uh, i mean say your name you have it inside of you. You just have to find it. And it makes me think of that uh, a Bible verse, I think, in Proverbs. It talks about um, wisdom and like completeness or something. It says, search for it like gold or something mm-hmm. like that, and you will, you will find it. And then here's another thing. What we're looking for, we will find. Yeah. Melanie was looking for me like to be a jerk, to be a yeah. douche about stuff. I was like, looking Rah. for him to like be lusting after women. I was searching for that like mm-hmm. it was gold. Right. And you found it in a false Even sense. if I made it up, I found you fool's did. gold. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> Pyrite. <laughs> Pyrite, fool's gold. That's pretty good. Okay, so, my, so my husband is beautiful and attractive. Um and attractive everyone and know and, and everyone, everyone knows it but i'm not insecure about myself but sometimes he looks down at my appearance well yeah that's not okay for him to do that for sure uh is that a same comment so ha- yeah have a conversation about that um 
I need more context. I'm sorry. I can't yeah. really answer that one. So it says this. Another one says, I'm so insecure. And when I hear my husband say this, it really makes me feel like I'm not good enough or sexy enough. He tells me all the time that he loves me and my body. I just hate my own body. So it makes it even worse when my husband tells me he struggles with this. Mm. Oh, he struggles with other looking at other women. I right. would assume. Right. So yeah, there again, I'm going to go back to like the Chris Hemsworth conversation in mm. that it's like Seth isn't, Chris Hemsworth, but that doesn't mean that I hate Seth, <laughs> right? Like, I love Seth. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, I think there's so much to say about, I can't even think of how to dismantle that that comment mm-hmm. because if you're saying you hate your own body, you cannot give away what you do not have. Right. You have to start loving your body. Then you can give that love away to your partner mm-hmm. that like the love for your body to your partner. Mm -hmm. I know that sounds kind of weird. No. That will help fulfill your partner. And then then you will feel secure knowing, I love my body. It's a gift I gave Seth. And then uh, I'm not going to worry about the other thing. Like, uh, I like this red wine. Oh, there's so many other red wines, though. I better (laughs) block the red wine from the other red wine. It's just... It's just part of being a human. It is part of being human. But the thing that stuck out to me about that comment is I just hate my own body, so it makes it even worse. So I that makes I'm I'm sorry that you feel that way. I know that body image stuff is real. I've had body image stuff forever and I don't know where it came from. I think it probably came from a comparison of all the crap that we see on TV mm-hmm. and in the movies and especially now. That Okay, that you can't take care of these other. So these other feelings are a product of not being okay with your own body. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? <clears throat> this didn't come first, and then you're like, "Oh yeah, my body." I don't think, at least. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking of again. You know, we talked about it before, but I hope I screw this up by Kyle Cease. Yes, it talks a lot about like, okay, I we're we're here, you know, and then it gets kind of meta and spiritual and stuff which is awesome and what if we change our concept to like i'm not a body with a spirit i'm a spirit living in a body mm-hmm. right now and this is just a a thing mm-hmm. you know i i will say this is something that helped me a lot and i can't remember it, it's in the workbook it's in the workbook that we made for season one mm-hmm. um f- okay oh, if yeah. you hate your body uh which is something i've often felt i have you know i'm like the color of a piece of paper and I have lots of stretch marks and I have a giant scar on my stomach. And I've always just been like, well, I'm not beautiful. Close the book on that. Mm. Uh, and what helped me to change my own perception of my body was um, was finding the place that I felt the most powerful and beautiful and sexual and physical, I guess, and starting there. So for me, that's childbirth. I had three children. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I did that. I was so terrified of childbirth before I gave birth. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not fun when I was doing it, but I did it. And then I nursed children. And mm-hmm. that to me feels like so powerful. Yeah. Like, I feel like the goddess, those like carved goddess stone things that mm-hmm. are just like boobs and hips, you know? And it makes <laughs> me feel good. It does. I don't care if you think it's right. funny. It makes me feel really good. Well, it's funny how you said it. Yeah. But, but um, so, so that's what I had to do to start my journey to change what I thought about myself, which I knew would change how Seth related to me and how I related to Seth. Mm. So I know that might sound weird, but I had to find the place where I felt the most physically 
strong. It, it, for me, being uh, like, if I wanted to share my body with you sexually, I needed to feel strong physically. Mm-hmm. So I don't mean like lift weights. I mean, I needed to and feel... And you needed to feel uh, sexy to your own self. I needed Does to feel sense? like universal sexiness, if that makes sense. Like the like. Not sure what that means. Like the so like the um. There's that, that poet Rupi. I don't know her name. Rupi Kapoor. Yes, and she has like a bunch of poetry about women, and she has like the one where it's the la- it's going to sound inappropriate, but it's like the lady with her legs spread out, and it's mm-hmm. like literally people walking out of her, which mm-hmm. is like that's what women do. They yeah, make all the people. That's true. And that kind of poetry and imagery makes me feel right. like a lion like it makes me feel amazing yeah and when i feel amazing i can give that energy um that positive energy that like even if i see another lioness out there i'm not gonna need to attack it no big what deal. is it um what is it <laughs> it's something i've seen it like queens lift lift other queens up or something they help you put your crown on or something like yeah you help you adjust you don't <laughs> yes. try to knock it off so it's stuff like that that makes me feel really good about myself realizing for one, not every woman is out there to try to get Seth away from me. Right. Um, two, there are beautiful women who are amazing, and I can be their friend. And this is something that John Gottman said a long time ago, and we were, I think we were in person, we saw him say it. Uh-huh. And so, okay, there are other women and other men who want to like, you know, Mr., what is that song? Mr. Steal Your Girl, and... uh um Oh, Tina, that's funny. <laughs> We're talking about like her wheelhouse, right? But um, uh, there are other people that you know want to attack and do yeah. stuff, right? There are <clears throat> not queens, right? But if your man, if your woman wants to go that way, then a- maybe nothing you, you can do to stop maybe, them. <laughs> maybe you shouldn't. You know, it's like that. That's their choice, and that mm-hmm. comes from a very differentiated place. But and- I, but I'll tell you what is not okay. If you think, if so this is what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to cheat on me. You're probably going to cheat on me. Oh, you're looking at her? You're probably going to look at her again. Mm-hmm. So what does that make Seth feel? If I do that to him, right? he feels degraded. He feels belittled. He yeah. feels stupid. He feels like he might cheat because I've repeated it to him so many times. I very well may uh, manifest that fear yeah. by repeating it. I know that sounds it. probably trippy. Like, what the... About to cuss. Sorry. Like, what... Hey, buddy, hey we're buddy, recording. We're recording. We're recording. Hi, oh, good morning. Oh, he's giving us his daily hug. It's on oh, okay. his chore chart. I love it. There you it. go. Mm, say hi to all the people. Hey, peeps. <laughs> okay, go. All right, see you later. <laughs> I don't know what I was saying. Well, we were talking about manifesting that I'm fear. I'm glad that our son came in. Yeah, manifesting that fear. And that's, <clears throat> man, this is just my, now you got my brain completely going everywhere yeah. because but, there's so many things. Yeah. Uh, ooh, I know, minutes. we've talked a really long time, okay. but this is a really good question. And I'm glad that we got to. Talk about it more because it's something we struggled with so much. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I will t- raise my hand super high and say, I, well, th- I wasn't high-fiving. <laughs> I was. I made it terrible. Right. I made it terrible mm-hmm. by repeating my fears and putting them into the world and watering my fears and planting them as seeds and mm-hmm. taking care of my fears. Right. I was not trusting you. That's right. I was not trusting that you were like a human who could deal with stuff. Right. I was like, oh. Oh, here it comes. Going to cheat on me. He's right. looking at her. He's emailing someone. I mean, he wasn't doing anything like that. But no. um, but I was like, I hated his female coworkers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was like on the a rampage right. to just tear my own marriage apart. It was an by, unhealthy thing. Yeah. Um, but I want to like talk back to like 
uh, this this idea of a, of a different sexuality or an empowered sexuality, and we should talk about it maybe tomorrow because it's such an awesome topic. In mm-hmm. fact, let's maybe do that. Empowered sexuality, like when you feel like like a like a lion, s that is going to manifest in good ways, mm-hmm. right? And for me, like when I feel strong, like physically, um, uh, male testosterone strong, mm-hmm. not in a like blech, you know yeah. Rambo kind of way or anything like that, but. I, I Indiana feel, Jones kind of way. <laughs> well, no, probably not <laughs> that either. But like strong and capable and flexible uh-huh. and like my body can move and stuff. Is that, does that make sense? Yeah. Like I'm not like, you know, just like, uh, you know, can't yeah. stretch, can't do anything, not mm-hmm. not mobile. Yeah. Right. That makes me feel good. And then with a the combination of like the feminine and the masculine, it makes for a pretty fun time and Awesome. Yeah, I get completeness. Yeah. The way that I would wrap all of this up and like to what you're saying exactly is that you are stronger than you think you are. Mm. So is your partner. You are. Stop telling each other how weak you are. Oh, you're lusting after someone else. Oh. Like, stop doing that. Mm-hmm. Stop telling yourself, I'll just die if he sees another woman. Huh? Right. Like, stop like putting a magnifying glass on your weaknesses and then wondering why you're not strong. You're not strong because you're not leaning into your strengths, right? Mm. You are stronger than that. Guys, ladies, you're stronger than that. And and think about what that strength manifested, doubled, put together mm-hmm. creates. It's what I think of as like universal sexuality or universal power or mm-hmm. not power in a negative way, but just strength and uh, and joy. Like, even I, I don't know if does that about, make sense. How about full and realized potential of who you are? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Too? I mean, so when I think of it like that, if Seth, is, if we're somewhere and there's a really beautiful woman, which happens all the time, right? There's mm-hmm. beautiful people live where we live, and uh, if we see somebody, I now and when I would used to have been like, oh, he hates everything, blah, and I would right. like melt into right. despair. Now I'm like, oh, that person exists. I don't care. Right. Like, I don't need to be mean about it. If I'm like googly eyed, yeah, which he doesn't do. Or if she is too, then that's that's a couple things that don't, that's kind of creepy. I mean, you know, why you, well, a dude was staring at you yesterday. You were like, a lot of dudes were staring at me yesterday. It was really weird. I wore shorts. Like, apparently, that's all I need to do. I don't know. But, um, uh, yeah, I don't know yeah, what I'm saying. But here. I just think there's there's a strength to lean into there. And the strength is going to lead to what you want. If you're leaning into your fear and watering your fears and um, spending time like thinking and, you know, pl- quit, you can't read. I can't focus when you read. Um, I think that that's, that's the key to it is finding your strength, mm-hmm. finding the solutions that you bring, finding what makes you magical. Did you give birth to children? You are magical. Like, can you do a job? Can you drive a car? Can you speak or sing and talk or whatever? Like, right. you're magical. Find that power, that strength, that magic. Bring that and and like use it like a magnify, like you know how you magnify mm-hmm. the sun mm-hmm. and you can light something on fire? Concentrate that. You, yes, concentrate. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> concentrate that power, that energy, that magic that you have to good, for good, right. for your partner. And then you won't worry about those other people who are That's out true. there. You won't have to. That is true. They, they're not going to shine brighter than you. They might sparkle a little, but they're if not they going to shine brighter than you. And if they do shine bright, who cares? That's right. Okay, we got to wrap this up. You guys are awesome. Remember to go to audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy and marriage. Poke me in the eye. I would love to talk about sexuality tomorrow. We don't know yet. <laughs> Kenan, so Kenneth we'll said see. people stare when I wear shorts, but it's probably for a different reason. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Yeti. <laughs>
<laughs> no, that's when I don't shave my legs and wear right. shorts. I look like Sasquatch. Melly the Yeti. I I literally uh, was shaving okay. the other day and I thought I'm at Sasquatch level. Oh boy, leg hair. All right, we guys, we guys love you. We, we love guys you guys. Love. Talk to you later. See you, Tomo. All right, All right, <laughs> All right. bye, bye.